You're listening to The C-Dub Show. Visit us on the Say Something Nice podcast network at ssnpodcast.com. Follow us at The C-Dub Show on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Subscribe to our show on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and Acast. And now, on to our show. DJ Fresh, DJ Fresh, DJ Fresh. Fuck niggas is gone. Don't need them anyway. Oh my God, hey. great way to start uh this episode of the c-dub show i believe i think anyway it is a new episode of the c-dub show we are recording this on sunday april the 15th oh my goodness it's supposed to be tax day but it's not this year tax day is on the 17th this year tax day is on the 17th right i don't know i don't know why it's on the 17th I better still find my taxes anyway because I haven't done it yet and I don't trust the government. They'd be like, yeah, you're two days late. I'd be like, but y'all said. They'd be like, no. So <laughs> it is C-Dub and we have B. Willis on the line. B. Willis, say hello to the people. Hello, peoples. How are you? Currently at the thrift shop trying to find some pieces to patch together for this makeshift uh, Beyonce shirt I'm trying to put. Wait, wait. <laughs> I can't, I can't afford the, I can't afford the official line jacket. So I'm like finding, you know, a Nefertiti patch, a Black Panther patch. I'm gonna make my own crest on a yellow sweatshirt. So I've seen the crest. <laughs> Is there an actual? So there's a line jacket, like a real line jacket. I think. Well, I don't know if it's like legit 
like some of the other line jackets, um, but it is like a little letterman some, jacket. Somebody is. All you can, it's easy to get line jackets. You just go to one of the Greek sites and then send the crest and some letters and stuff. And all, I'm sure it's, it's coming. Give it about 10 business days. That's how long it takes them to arrive. It's probably going to have the crest mm-hmm. on the back. And, you know, where the Greek letters go, it's probably going to have B-E-Y, obviously, on the side. And then everybody going to have their little beehive names and they line, they, uh, sp- what is this, spring 2018? <laughs> yeah. I probably, yeah. I feel like, I'm not a beehive member, you but already I already changed your names and stuff. I saw that. you. There was something that you liked on Twitter and, you know, it sent me the little notification. And you changed yours to what, Professor Willis? Mm-hmm. But then, but then you know, it, so it groups everybody that everybody that you know that liked the tweet into one little notification, and they were all mm-hmm. like Beyonce HBCU affiliated names. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, well, there. That was like fast. That was at like ten o'clock this morning. I was like, wow, that didn't take long at all. And waste no time. It didn't waste no time. So, yeah, well, we're going to get to that later. But I feel like, and I'm not even a Beehive member, but I feel like I just laid out a pretty perfect line jacket that I feel like I should buy. I have to figure. Well, you did say memberships are, are you know, at a discounted rate, right? But do I have to be a real, mm, like, legit just, Beehive member once I join? I mean, you could, you have to be. There's 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 level levels to the membership. What's, well, what's okay, the lowest there's... level? What's the $25 level? <laughs> <laughs> the the beginner's level the the beginner's level is you know you don't you don't talk bad about Beyonce okay. you might give her actually yeah you you might give her some um you know critiques here and there but you can't you can't be you can't go too much in on it because you haven't reached the upper levels yet where you know you got credence or whatever. Well, I feel like but, I have evolved, you know, I don't I and and I try to get beehive members to understand this. Like I don't throw shade at Beyonce and any criticism I give Beyonce is not bad criticism. It'd be like Yeah, I don't give her no bad criticism no more. Yeah, but what, once you, once you join, you actually can't give any bad criticism for the first six months because we gotta make sure that you are legit. Well, then I need to wait until it's she drop an album. After that. Actually, no, I don't. <laughs> I don't have. It, do I have to listen to the albums? Can I just watch the videos? Of course, you have to listen to them. And even if there's songs that you can't hate, you cannot. You can never publicly admit it. You can only talk about it with other Beehive members. Well, <clears throat> I mean, at least I got you. I can just inbox you about stuff I don't like. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> can I talk about it in private groups? Like, can I go to the Say Something Nice podcast group and talk about it? Um, are there other are they Beehive members? No, we're all cranky. We're no. all cranky musicians. We are not allowed. We are not allowed to talk bad about Mother um, amongst. Outsiders. Well, then you know what? I'm about to so. be a paper line member. I'm gonna get my line jacket. I'm just gonna. I'm gonna. <laughs> I'm gonna be paper. Ah, no. <laughs> So that means I'm gonna pay my I'm gonna pay my dues, but I ain't gonna I ain't gonna actually cross or nothing like that. So, <laughs> well, Courtney and Caleb are not with us today. I've heard that you know we have new family members that are in the area and they could not join us. So we're sad. We'll cry tears and we'll miss Caleb. Uh, well, let's jump right into. I know. I know we don't have nobody yell at us. Oh, oh, she said something about her parents coming. Her parents moved to the. 
I, I, the story is funny to me, but I don't know if I should say it on the air or not because you know that's people's business. But it's funny. Oh, okay. It's funny yeah, to me. That's true, that's true, it's that's actually true. hilarious because it sounds like some shit that would happen between my aunties. But and it sounds like this. It sounds uh, like black okay. mothers to me. Oh, you know, I didn't even see the whole story. I just saw her, her saw her say her parents. I would just say that her mama okay. decided that she was gonna come on to Oakland. That she wasn't gonna stay with. Oh, okay. That's a black mother. <laughs> I look at the I look at the the messages like. and that sounds like my grandmother. Like we going through a situation where my my grandfather, you know, his Alzheimer's is progressing. Um, and on the one hand, it's like, well, maybe he should go into assisted living. On the other hand, my grandmother is like, no, I want my husband home with me. They've been married since they was fifteen. They both eighty three and eighty five. So they've been together seventy some years. She want her husband home for her, but at the same time, she don't want him in assisted living. But we having a hard time getting her to allow random people in her house. Because he got to have some assistance mm-hmm. in the house. That's black mamas. So, well, B. Willis, this has been a very meme-heavy cycle, especially since the last time we recorded, but especially this week. What has been your favorite meme or viral video? My favorite meme or... Or viral video. Viral video. Hold on. Okay. Because it's probably on my timeline. Probably. I think <laughs> Wait a minute. Um I mean, I could go easy and go with something that happened with Beyonce. Um but I feel like something else happened this week. It's been a very meme heavy cycle. Sounds like It's been a lot going on. Yeah. Well, I'll say this. So, um you know old girl who who became a meme um, with the twenty glasses. What's her face? Yes. What's her name? I want to know her name. Her name. I had the. Well, you know what? Somebody gave me the article. Is, she is beautiful. Let's let's talk she, about that. She's for fine. A when I saw the regular picture of her, yeah, I mean, fine. she was cute in that picture. Like, but when I saw it, yeah, I was like, listen. <laughs> um, but you know, so you know how she's um, you know, bending over. You know that meme when she's bending over, and it, and it's really because her knees hurt, and it looked like she's squinting at something or can't see something. Mm-hmm. Well, it was this soldier that did it. <laughs> did the same thing. And his um <laughs> and his caption said when you was just chilling in the military, but your commander said we going to war. Yes. Like bruh. He looked like I bruh. That was funny. I ain't ready. <laughs> but also I was like, damn, like look at us trying to make the best out of a bad fucking situation. Don't we always <laughs> Trump though? About to kill us Trump about to kill us all, girl. Well, side note, because this wasn't on the, on the rundown, so I guess we can talk about it for a moment here. Sometimes it's hard to get me to engage with news about 45. Are we actually at war? Um, girl, I don't know. Listen. I'm just so confused. <laughs> I listen. <laughs> you know what? I, this, <laughs> I guess I'm being a bad adult because <laughs> I don't really follow nothing that's happening in the real world too I mean not real world the political world too much until it hits social media and then I feel like I gotta go do research yeah cause I was like at one moment I mean I know peripheral stuff yeah you know you know I'm on the up and up for the most part um but like this like with this whole Syria thing and they (laughs) what's funny is this time last year he also bombed Syria it was in my Facebook memory shut up so he bombed he bombed Syria. What is this? The fifteenth. So, so this time last year, I think it happened on maybe like the twelfth or the thirteenth. And I remember maybe like two days ago, I saw my Facebook memories, some jokes I was making about you know us 
watching out for bombs in the sky. So, <laughs> so a whole year later, here he is bombing Syria again. And honestly, I don't know the, I don't know the details of it. I can't really go in depth of it because again. I just felt like I don't I don't feel like reading. If we going to die, we going to die. I'm just going to live my life and be black. <laughs> and that and that is enough because the, yeah. the way it's gone, shoot. Well, all I know is that I mean, one moment he was like, "We might bomb Syria." And then I think feel like I went to work. And next thing I know, people, "We at war. We at war." I was like, "Wait, what?" And then I saw somewhere they said we did actually strike Syria, but it was like a warning strike or something. I don't know, girl. But then every all these other countries were against it, and they had a list, and they was just like, "Oh, this the list. These are the sides for World War Three. Yeah. And I'm just like, "Lord, oh, save me, Lord." Okay. But I'm just gonna be. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna live my black ass life. I'm gonna do like you. <laughs> live my life and be black, and that's look. That's taking us off. You know something. Something come to Baltimore, you know, I'll start preparing the, the way I need to prepare. So, Well, my my favorite, absolute favorite meme of the week was actually the one that we just listened to. and But it wasn't that version, which upsets me. Um, and maybe somewhere while we're recording, I'll, find the, I'll bring up the other version um, that I actually posted on Instagram. I think I posted it on the both my personal and the... Um, and the show Instagram page, but it's by a young man named Duran Bernard. And I'm still trying to figure at first I was like thought he was just a random dude out there making music, but like he I think he's like a um a background singer for a couple of people. He has he has covers of Beyonce out there and some covers of some other folks. Um I feel like he must have been a like a he some part of the Soul Train cipher or something because it it brings him up for that. I saw another video where he was performing for like Layla Hathaway, like just like on some small intimate things. So I'm still myself doing research about who he is. But the song is called FNF, otherwise known as Fuck Nigga Free. And <laughs> it's about exactly that. But it's it's it knock like it needs to be on the radio. But that's because he samples a song called uh Sugar Free by who sing uh who sing? It's the same people. It's the same one that um sample for Juicy by Notorious B.I.G. and it has flown out of my head. You know, I know all the old songs, but the name has flown out of my head right now. But then the version that he has that they have on Instagram, he like goes on to like mesh it with um, "For the Rest of My Days" by Kurt Clark, which is a church song. And then uh, if you want to be somebody from Sister Act, that's my favorite version. If I find it while we're online, I'll play that one too. But I figure like that is going to be one of the jams of the summer because it's perfect. You know, stay away from fuck niggas and just dance your problems away. Fuck them. So. That's my favorite mm-hmm. meme for the I love week. It. So let's go. The rundown itself is pretty short because and actually the rundown for this stuff was inspired by a meme itself. So there was a meme that came out earlier in the week. Um, I, I did actually post this one on the show Instagram page. But the meme says, let me look at it directly. Lovita Alizé Jenkins walked so Tiffany Haddish and Cardi B could run. <laughs> that is yes, yes. And, and when I saw that, that I was bad. like that is it don't get no whoever thought of that is a PhD genius somewhere yeah. 
But for those of you who know, who that's may fact, not fact, right, for those of you who may not know who Levita Alize Jenkins is, you know maybe we got I, man. <laughs> no, no, y'all need y'all. If you don't know who Levita Alize Jenkins <laughs> is, you need your ass whoop. If you black and don't know who Levita Alize Jenkins is, you need your. That's like the equivalent of never having college. Well, you know uh-huh. what? No, because I was watching a video the other day, a live stream where somebody I guess had got their black card revoked. So they was talking about all the movies that they had seen all the movies that they had seen they hadn't seen basically anything from the 90s right only thing but they like oh, but i have seen booty call wait what i've seen booty call i've seen the best <laughs> yeah. man i've seen love and basketball so you saw everything in that little window between 2001 and 2005 interesting we have to have protocol for being black in america when it comes to pop culture there are certain things that you must consume you don't gotta like it but you have to consume you have to have it at least, least seen once. it now we can we can deconstruct whether or not you like it like maybe you didn't like any of the spike lee movies maybe you did not literally there's a lot at the end we didn't like maybe you didn't like the five heartbeats i mean i'm gonna judge you mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> i'm gonna judge you harshly right but we right. won't completely disown you. Wait, Courtney's here. I am here. I'm here. <gasps> Courtney! So excited to hear your voice. You- I was extra juiced because it was like, Carolyn's like, oh, they doing a thing. They, they doing an update. So it's going to be late. <laughs> and we was already on our way back. Oh, bless you, Caleb. And so, so I was like, oh, shit, I'm going to be able to make it. So... Hi, we're here. Yay! Hey! We was just saying that we didn't have nobody to fuss at us and give us $5 fines because Caleb's not here. Oh, my God. <laughs> Let me tell you how he's had, like, can I just, like, segue into my black mother moment, which has been all Go ahead. <laughs> Y'all nigga Caleb is, like, out of line. <laughs> <laughs> what did he do? So, like, this What one, happened? He get dressed. I'm like trying to clean up my room, like where we live, we have to keep our rooms clean and all of that. And so I've been, so Caleb's like, what's this? And I'm like, it's trash. So he's playing all in the trash bag. I'm like, what? Why are you so nasty? Stop it. Don't get out of the trash bag. So he gets up on the bed and kicks over the whole trash bag because wow. like, what the fuck am I supposed to do with that? Ike Turner. Ike Turner, don't you? You ain't doing what he needs you to do. Tina, eat the damn cake, anime. So, so basically, um, I was not. Um, I went off him. I was like, you're not going to with your grandparents because you acting up. So he's like, oh, I want to go see Grammy and Granddaddy. So he's like tripping out. I'm like, I don't care what you want to like. You mad? This because it's like it's one thing if it's like, because kids are clumsy and they will stumble and then like your whole house fall. So that happens, but it's like, what? You sat up there and kicked over the trash bag for fun? Like, what kind of like? Am I being bullied? Like, I don't know. Uh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So was like. Oh, okay. So we got into a fight, and um, he's just kind of been like bossy all week. Well, okay, take a, tell him to take a chill. Like, I'll be getting dressed, and it's like I need socks on. Whoa! Like, have you ever walked out this house with no socks on? Unless you've been wearing sandals, 
I don't I need my pants on. You think you finna go out this house pantsless? Like where who You better nip that in the look, I got a friend right now talking about the uh, the other day talking about how she had the flu, but she was still up there ironing her son's uh clothes. I said we said, girl, you create that monster. He is a senior in high school. Oh no! You gonna hit these? Uh, you gonna hit these creases, son? Cause I'm gonna be in this bed. And I love her to death. And if she listen to this, hey, I love you. I just want you to not. I want you to be free. Be free. Get get us free. <laughs> you know, I already got Caleb like picking up small items and bringing them to me. So I am not. Like, don't do it. <laughs> and I'm not prepared. <laughs> Look, he gives me stuff. He likes being a helper. He be like, I want to be the helper. Mm-mm. See, like, no, see what well, my what my auntie taught me the other day is the one that is super helpful, but also bossy is the one that is gonna want to be the mega boss. They not being helpful. They running stuff. Yeah, they this what we call topping from the bottom. Uh uh-uh. uh, don't do it. You're being a helper. Yeah. Uh huh. Can you say hi to Carolyn and Brittany? Hi. Hi. Hi, Caleb. Five dollar fine. <laughs> you gonna give Carolyn five dollars? Okay. Oh, he said yes. Can we get that? Yeah, tell him. Yeah, the, he said he'll give. You tell him the cash app it to me because I do need five dollars. Well, let's go. So we you you actually joined us right when we was getting into the rundown. So you know we already talked about how black people should they better know who Lavita Alize Jenkins is. But for the white people that are listening, <laughs> Lavita Alize Jenkins <laughs> was a character on the Steve Harvey Show. Side note, I would like to say the fact that I'm about to have a very loving dis- discourse using Steve Harvey is going to break my heart. But at the same time, back then, I loved the Steve Harvey Show, so it's okay. So, in 1997, the Steve Harvey Show introduced a new character, a secretary named Levita, Levita Alize Jenkins, played by Terry J. Vaughn, a woman who is, this is per their Wikipedia, who is fundamentally good in nature, but nonetheless considerably unrefined in terms of disposition. Cedric and Mm -hmm. Levita begin dating and eventually marry and produce a child. And I... Wait, they had a baby? That was like, I I don't... Oh, yeah, I didn't remember I remember when she got pregnant. I feel like the baby wasn't born on the show. I think, I feel like she was still pregnant when the show went off. I'm like, I don't remember there being a baby. That was the very last Mm -hmm. season. So I don't, I don't... Because I remember it's like when they got married and... And all of that, yeah. Setting, <laughs> yeah. And so my the, the thing that's interesting when I was thinking about putting all these you know parts together and thinking about the meme, really, it wasn't even Lovita walk. Because when you think about it, every every it, well every comedy show when you have a cranky cantankerous uh, main male character, you have the woman character who is their antagonist. But when you had the black shows with the cantankerous character, the, the the female antagonist was a little bit different. You had Pam from Martin. Um, you had going all the way back to Aunt Esther on um, Sanford and Son. Um, to to a lesser extent, you had the relationship between um, I keep wanting to say Pam, but between Max and Kyle on Living Single. But really, whenever you have that male protagonist, you always have the antagonist. And that was what LaVita was. I'm going to play a little bit of LaVita Alizé Jenkins, you know, for the white people who have never, you know, seen her before. Hold on. Oh, wait. I'm I'm so not used to uh, y'all being able to hear stuff. <laughs> Hold on. Hi, 
come here by mistake. This month they're showing what Macy Gray would look like with a Pocahontas weave. No, but there's a stack of bills right there that you might want to review in the privacy of your own home. We don't have an account with Great Lakes Savings. I believe that's addressed to say it. Oh, you're right. Whoops. Cedric has a private account? Well, I can see y'all got a real trusting relationship. He got a private account, and you opened it in his mail. Dang. Lydia read my palm and told me I was going to have money and love troubles. <clears throat> Baby girl got the craft. Oh, there you are, honey bump. Hey, it's your night to cook, so let's head down to the sizzler. <laughs> Cedric Jackie Robinson. How can I share all-you-can-eat Malibu chicken and cheese toast with a man I don't even know anymore? Explain this. Levita, why are you tripping? This the money I was hiding just in case the student loan people caught up with me. Well, I am not the student loan people, and you do not hide money from your woman. Whew. If your windshield and your Hyundai wasn't already broken, I would throw a brick through it. I'm going to bed alone. Oh, what you mean you going to bed? This ain't the Hilton. You stay across the hall. Not tonight. I refuse to live in a house of deceit. Well, fine. See, I was going to let you work the video camera while I oiled up and sang that D'Angelo song. <laughs> you can forget it now. So, that was LaVita. What was... I can't. First of all, what were you all's thoughts back in the day when you used to watch the Steve Harvey show? I mean, the show, is, as I went back and watched, I was looking for clips to actually play of LaVita, which was hard because... The Steve Harvey show is not one of those shows that has all their episodes online, which was weird. And it kept wanting to show me this daggone come flabbed talk show. <laughs> but mm -hmm. a lot of the time, because of who Steve was and because who the two women characters were, there was actually a lot of content about relationships in regards to black women in the community. So what were your thoughts about LaVita back in the day when you used to watch? Well, you know how you always point out Brittany and I were quite... Mm -hmm. Hey, you see, I didn't do that this time. I started to. Mm. It, it. Um, I remember thinking she was funny and it was a nice contrast to Regina because Regina was just so... Hello, I'm Regina. <laughs> and, mm. you know, <clears throat> I just think it was just a nice contrast. What about you, B. Willis? I I thought she was funny. I, I well, I think I remember thinking that she was funny. <clears throat> I don't ever remember thinking she was like too ghetto or anything. I do remember thinking that um she was this type of woman that I knew like folks told you not to behave like in a professional setting. Mm -hmm. But that's also what made her entertaining to me. Like it was just like, oh, she's like you know doing that and it seemed like she don't care and she's hilarious so 
that was always my thought. I, I didn't think too much about, you know, all the criticism of her because to me, you know, she was she was the person in the office. Like, you know, the person in the office is always like somebody from the community. She was our cousins. She was our next door neighbor. She was some of us. Like it, it didn't it didn't do anything to me. Um, she actually did issue an official response to the meme where she talks about the criticism. She won actually three NAACP Image Awards for playing LaVita, but she also got a heavy amount of criticism because of, quote unquote, the way that she was portray portraying black women on television. But see, that's funny to me that she, like that whole thing fell on her. Mm -hmm. Because at that time, like in the midst of the Steve Harvey show being on, there was also Martin. There was also Living Single. Um, and then for like the younger generation, you know, like we had sister, sister. Mm -hmm. So it's like, okay, so mate, okay, LaVita acts hood, you know? Right. She and she wasn't. Well, if you think about it, in that time, you had Levita. You always had the hood character in the '90s show. You, know, you, she wasn't the only one, which is interesting that you said it. Why it fell on her? You had her, Kim Parker from the. She was getting a, a award. Probably, I guess that's like what her issue was. But it's like, oh, the way she's portraying black women is so negative. You act like that's the only portrayal on, on TV. It's not even the only portrayal on like, that show. Right. And it's like, so why does it all fall on? Like, everything has to fall on LaVita to quote unquote behave and show black women. But it's like, black women, we do, like, we got hood sisters. We got sisters that are ratchet. And that's fine. Like, she never said or did anything quote unquote inappropriate. She would just speak her mind. Like, legit. Like, I feel all parts of her when she says, she would have thrown a brick through, through his window, right? Correct. <laughs> like I feel that because I was dating a dude who had a broke down car, and I'm like, nigga, if your shit was on flats, I cut your tires. Like I get that. I didn't say that, but it's like I I feel where she's coming from. So it's like now everything got to fall on Levita to quote unquote be the savior and be the 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 black bourgeois portrayal of. Black well, and every like, every show in the '90s had a, a hood representation or a hood character. You had uh, Levita, um, Moesha. You had Kim, which was to me, oh, Kim and Kim was still funny to me. But she was actually more over the top. And not only did she carry the show, she got her own show with her own hood mama. Like that was that was a very big characterization in the '90s. But what is, I guess the question becomes now in hindsight. Why was there so much criticism and what were, what was, I don't want to say what was the point. Um, I think that they were all written in different ways. I didn't, I didn't even know that. <laughs> I didn't even know that. Because to me, it's like when I was stereotypically use the word ghetto back when I would use that to describe whomever. The behavior wasn't always them being loud and just kind of speaking their mind. Because to me, that's not ghetto was more so like a lack of um lack of finances shall i say and so it's like them being just kind of like vivacious and kind of more of a down to earth like you know just girl around like, the way hey, around the way girl like around the way yeah. girl personality yeah it didn't, that didn't come off as like quote unquote i wouldn't have described them as ghetto and never thought that they were like how Brittany said it's like I don't remember thinking like 
she's ghetto or this is ghetto. Well, you know, black black respectable <clears throat> politicians and community members have a habit of tearing down things that they don't find respectable. And and actually that's one thing that I'm working on is is really talking about how we connect blackness to black exploitation films, which is something that we always do when we want to be super black. But at the time, the thing that shut down the black exploitation era, aside from the bad ones, was the fact that the NAACP, which they also did with the color purple, we got to remember, the NAACP did not deem them to be respectable enough, did not value the stories that they, the ones that did tell good stories, which there were a lot of. Um, did not value their stories or the personas that were portrayed and that they were actual members of the community. So, and if, and then my question yeah. becomes, was LaVita all that much different than a character like Aunt Esther from Sanford and Son? Because remember, she was supposed to be, there's always, they all had, well, in the 90s, they didn't have the ugly women part of the, of the characterization when you had like an aunt Esther and even Maude on all in the family, which of course is not a black character, but aunt Esther and Maude were kind of created in the same, the same vein. Um, aunt Esther was supposed to be the ugly, you know, even though she was a church woman, she was unrefined, you know, that back in the seventies, they considered Baptist hooping, you know, to be kind of ghetto. Um, I had an argument with somebody online actually about how why Aretha Franklin didn't end up on Motown because they thought she did too much hollering. Um, do you think that they were uh, too uh, right? Do you think that while well, everybody was well, no, but on at, around that there was a time when you had Martha and the Vandella. Yeah, yeah when you had you started with Martha and the Vandellas and Gladys um, Horton from the 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 Marvelettes. Mm-hmm. They were yellers. But once Barry Gordy got Diana and then he got to the Temptations on the crooner thing, he didn't want no more hollering. He had two hollers. He didn't need another one. So anyway, do you think <laughs> that the characterization of a LaVita was that much different than like an Aunt Esther in the 70s on Sanford and Son? No, because I feel, the thing is, what I what I kind of never... And I, I was an old post of mine came up, and it was something about how everybody was mad at Empire about whatever. And I'm like, why are we still worried about what black people or what white people think about us based mm-hmm. off of what's on TV? Like, why do, why do we still even care? Because that's really what it is. It's because we don't want white gays to be able to look at quote unquote media and then use that. You haven't been cured of that, that disease yet. And it's like, why do we give a fuck? Like, what? Like, who gives a fuck if they watch one episode of Empire and it's like, oh, all black people have record deals and wives are fresh out of jail and like plotting against and we do and so what we we got people who got record labels and they wise that so what (laughs) and we do have people like that the same way we got white folks who do who have done all of the shit like empire basically is like if you want to pick a white yeah basically like the trumps so i don't know like what the problem is here it's like we have and it's like, that's all you see on TV. And it's like, no, it's not. It's really not all that you see on TV. There are so many, bla- between cable and, you know, like expanded cable and Netflix, there are so many versions of so many Black stories being told. And they're not all wonderful. 
And that's still fine because people with imperfect stories deserve to have their stories told. And like, I just don't understand like why everything has to be white gays approved for us to be able to tell it. Because guess what? Long before TV, white people still didn't think we were shit. And if a white person isn't going to think you're shit because they caught an episode of power, I don't care. And also, and also, usually our shit uses it, loses its seasoning once white people approve it. Like once white people approve it, it it, it ain't shit. That's like watered down gumbo. <laughs> oh, yeah, I, I, I don't trust nothing that white people approve. Like if you black and white people it. like your shit, I, I don't, don't want it. I don't want it. <laughs> like no, I don't want it. But hold on. Speaking of white approval, so like I said, my parents moved out back out here after five years. My parents lived here for thirty years before moving to Arizona and moving back. They moved to Arizona. Keep that in mind. They moved to Arizona. We're driving around Lake Merritt today. My mother's response is, oh, shit. Right. Right. Arizona. <laughs> 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 like, how is that your response from living in Arizona and you coming in Oakland? She's like, look at all these Oakland is everywhere. Oakland, I don't yes. know. It, but it's losing this season. It's not the same. It's it's just so not the same. It's just it's not the same. I mean, because my mom is like an old school party girl. She moved out here when she was twenty one in the seventies. So that just kind of gives you a framework of what was going on back when Oakland was like forty mm-hmm. something percent black. So that's her. That's what she has been accustomed to. And granted, you know, a lot of changes have happened since 2013, for sure. But for her to be like, she's like, I've never seen so many young white people here. But, like, what? <laughs> she was like, that's who the inhabitants, inhabitants are. So, like, so, okay. So what about the code switching of Regina, the, the other black woman on the show? We're going to get to Cardi and Tiffany in a minute, but I want to uh, really get through this first before we actually get into them. Because I think they're, the relationship between two the two of them was important as well. What did you think about the, you know, I think Regina, of course, we talked about how she represents the quote-unquote professional, respectable woman. But she did an awful lot of code switching. And she actually did, for those who watched from the beginning of Steve Harvey, when LaVita wasn't on the show, she did way more code switching once LaVita was there to give her the opportunity or somebody to code switch with. What did you guys think about that? Um, I'm a code well, switcher, you, so you know, it's I y'all uh-huh, heard my white voice. So sounded like sounded like sounded like Texas <laughs> on Atlanta. We ain't even got to Atlanta at all. We're gonna get into that later on in in another show. I haven't seen it. The Teddy Perkins episode of Atlanta is creepy. Um, Now, the guys from Say Something Life, they love it. They're the only three people that I know that love that episode. (laughs) So. Sit on on the hardwood floor and eat that. Don't walk around on the carpet with that. So you code switch and and how do you feel about Regina? Um, Remembering her on the show, it was, she wanted she was, I, well, you know, I think it, it. you have to note that Regina, you know, she was coming from of a, a place of, she came from a place of transformation. You know, Steve would always make jokes about how mm-hmm. she used to be heavier set. 
And I think she was always with the mindset that she needs to be taken seriously, whether that was by people who knew her when she was heavier set and quote unquote nerdy. Um, and then also she wanted to be seen as a, a as a professional. And that can and that has double meaning for her because she was and in education, which is a whole nother set of so rules to being in education. Right. So I think she, with her, it wasn't more so like she wanted to put on a professional sense, but I honestly feel like she felt like she could be mm-hmm. herself with LaVita. And because there were times, you know, like her and LaVita would have like real serious conversations. And sometimes, you know, like LaVita would have to to check her, even though it was like, you know, Gina's her superior. But I really feel like, you know, LaVita had to like, you know, have a what would would you call yeah. it? A hey girl, hey moment with her. So she had to reel her in sometimes. And then you know, Levita also she would kind of let the joke slide, but Levita would check if you went too far. Line stepped with her mm-hmm. about her. Right. And then you had the the the, the thing with Levita and Sid, which to me is one of my favorite versions of hood love. Everything about them was just him with his broke down Hyundai, carrying her mama to the stove. Um, you know, when her his his great aunt Puddin, who was also played by Cedric the Entertainer, uh, came and had to like give approval of Levita. Just everything about their relationship was just like this totally unperfect hood love which we will get to um as we get into cardi b and tiffany haddish so when you all saw the meme we so we talked about um levita how she was the round the way girl you know the hood girl who everybody loved the lovable hood girl um who got a lot of criticism oh there was other one other clip that i wanted to play um because i thought it was important to the way that men characterize women like levita um and just to give some context it's a mm. a it's an episode where so all the cast is mad at each other, so they go to counseling. And you know, every it seemed like every sitcom has that one episode where they have to imitate each other. So this was Steve, the main antagonist, um, imitating his um or the main protagonist, um, imitating his antagonist Levita. Characterization of Levita, which is interesting because he just did it in that one scene. But you have uh, what Wanda from In Living Color, you have um, Shanene on Martin, which everybody loves Shanene. But we had remember he she is a characterization of what these men think of of hood women. Um, but I want to say though, like also about Shanene, I really liked how Shanene. Yes, 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 because Gina really was with like black bougie shit and she like look big head like you ain't no better than me but think about think about all the times that shanene got on gina's head with pam in the middle think about what that represented because remember pam was a little bit 
more unrefined than mm. than Gina. And she mm. would co she didn't really she actually Pam didn't do that much code switching herself. But at the same time she still wasn't as hood as Shanae was. She did. And a lot of times it ended up being Pam who ended up fighting Shanae. Every time. Or the one like instigating mm. or not having a problem fighting. Gina wasn't Gina from like I don't know Potomac. Did they ever say where? Well, I mean, her parents came for to visit from somewhere. I don't know. Yeah, she was. I remember, they went. To, they was going to Christmas, like, and that's when they got stuck at the bus station. <laughs> but do y'all also remember the episode where Gina and Pam were the ladies leave this um this little yes. high society ladies club thing. And Shanae and Queen, she, uh, um, uh, uh, I think her name was Levita. No, her name wasn't Levita. Her name was um, what was her sidekick's uh, uh, name? I forget. It, it was Laquita. But that was her name. Yeah, it was Laquita. Was it Laquita? Well, they got they got in because they was basically sharing all the tea and just being themselves. Like it was, remember it was because great. they yeah, they got in because they was about yeah. to leave and then they found out that one of the ladies' husband. She was like, oh, your daughter is so cute. She was like, I don't have no daughter. She was like, oh, my bad. And she, they knew all the, like, they knew all the tea on everybody whose husband was cheating. And then they took him to a Wu-Tang concert. Yeah. That was a good, <laughs> that was a good, that was my favorite episode. But you write that show about how ultimately at everybody's core, they respect, I don't even think respectable people want to be respectable to y'all. Like they don't, it's too much even for them to carry. And they don't, they, somebody need to tell them they shouldn't have to it's just a it's a farce to look we don't have i was telling this somebody the other day we do not have a monarchy in america so the only way you can quote unquote elevate yourself the only way we develop a class system is mm -hmm. to create groups and organizations that are exclusive so therefore, that gives you some type of clout of exclusivity. And that even goes double for black people because we've been denied. We got to figure out how to look down on really people. We had a conversation about that. About I was talking to my right. mom about the Carlton and Pearson movie, which I love so much. That's on my plate, too, to try and address. Um, that, I love that movie so much. But I think this is the first time me and my mama have ever um, veered from each other theologically. Um, because you know, his thing, why he lost his ministry was because he believed that everybody is saved and that no one is going to hell, that there is no hell. And, you know, my thing is that I, the question I ask black people is, would you still be believing in God without a hell? And that's the question I think that when it comes to church folks, because they need a hell, they need a hell to send people to. Otherwise they don't have no way to look down on them. Right. So. Mm -hmm. Or would you still believe in God if you weren't scared? You go to hell, him, right? You're gonna go to hell. That's that's what I've thought about when he had said, "I believe everybody is saved," and then it's like, well, because I've never felt like, oh, I'm saved, because so, you know, I'd be halfway saved. So I, don't know I thought I was backsliding today, and then I found out church was so, canceled today, and I felt better. Well, because number one, you know, my, our church is a new church, and our pastor got married. Um, all the family and everybody's in Cancun. Wait, what? Well, so it's a new church. He's the only minister at the church. The whole church basically is in Cancun. <laughs> the whole church is in Cancun. Last week they got married at, at, at church for the folks that, that you know are still here. 
But then they went to Cancun for the real wedding. They're all in Cancun. So. Because. Anyway, finish talking about you being halfway sad. (laughs) (laughs) I'm halfway sad, but it's like to me, um, you know, a lot lot of parts of he has always discussed about needing to have faith because if you don't have faith, Mm -hmm. you'll go to hell. So it's like, wow, if you weren't worried about like an eternal punishment, like would you be a Christian? Would you agree with what you're talking about was you challenge it that was gonna get you that god was gonna be mad some type of punishment for you know challenging and questioning your the the religious teachings you've been you know receiving so that's interesting that it's like it's also been deemed as like a way for people to elevate themselves like i'm saved and you're not ha ha you finna go to hell because like why would you even tell somebody that unfair or why would you feel but as as b willis would always say it goes back to our historically when when all what was i watching i can't remember what i was watching but they said all white people let us have were our churches right and that was the only place that you could get any type of respect only place that you you know you could be a janitor or maybe i read this in something i wrote you know i'd be writing stuff and forget um (laughs) The only place that you can get respect, you could be a janitor at work, you could be, you know, I don't know, clean up trash in, in the hallway, clean up trash on the side of the road. But when you went to church, you was a dignified man in a suit and you had respect. And that's that's kind of the way that our respectability politics was built. That's kind of how it was built out and where it grew from. Pretty Awful much. Whiteness. Put off of what the <laughs> white people gave Awful us. Whiteness. One, you know, one one of one of these episodes, we need to have a long discussion about Christianity, the religion in America, and Christianity, yes. the belief. <laughs> like, because them, different them things. things is two different things. And I really don't want to, like, make it a, oh, some, only some Christians and not all Christians because fuck that all Christians I'm you know and yeah. I'm saying that and, well, did Christian. you see that <laughs> so, that article um, about I'm, the lady I'm, who said that she thanked God huh? for slavery because if without slavery she wouldn't have got Jesus that's so I hate when people say that that's the bruh. dumbest thing I ever heard but I would be in Africa in a treat like so you'd bruh. be in your motherland and no and no your dumb ass wouldn't and we need to really like because people don't read i need people to read i need people to research and like you know actually read about how christianity was formed where these belief systems came from how they didn't originate with these damn Europeans, all of that shit and how and how and the contrast between christianity in america or in the Americas, and also Christianity abroad, the white man's right. Christianity. Like it's 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 two because you could have you could have the only reason why you could have some at some point in life, belief. who knows how and where, <laughs> came to learning the Lord without um being raped and pillaged and hung from trees and colonized. All there was a way that that could have been done. But we'll never know because, you know, it was done so long ago. Well, so let's bring yeah. us back. So I don't even remember. Oh, we we're talking about the characterization and the code switching of Regina. So in the context of the meme, he was talking about how 
LaVita walked so that Cardi B and Tiffany Haddish could run. Side note, before we get into that, have we all listened to Cardi B's album? Yeah. Yeah. I have. What's your favorite song? I love that shit. Yes, yes, yes. You know that you know that my old ass is gonna have that as my favorite song. You already knew. And now I'll be listening to Chicken Head all the time. That is for those of you who don't know, for the white people. So Bicken Head is a song on Cardi B's Invasion of Privacy. Y'all for the black people too. I had to get my cousin because he forgot Chicken Head. I'm like, how you feel? Yes, so it's a song by the Prophet Project Pat. Um, and song is called Chicken Head. It was one of our favorite gems in college, and it goes walk, walk, chicken, chicken, walk, walk, chicken head. Now, what the thing that I found interesting about that song? Whatever. Apparently, you are out here. You lived that way. You hadn't gone to college yet. Do you remember like when 106 was 106? In the morning, they used to have the chicken coop to call and put people in the chicken coop. I don't remember the chicken coop. I remember the suck wall. I don't remember that. People was getting in trouble at school because, like, the chicken coop, and everybody would be listening, and then every someone would get roasted on because they had got put in the chicken coop by somebody that morning. I remember the suck wall. I called and put a couple people on the suck wall, and they'd play. the suck wall was where, like, they play. I forgot what the name of it's a Prince song, and I forgot what it actually says. But over it, they sing suck wall over the song, and then you would call in and be like, I want to put my boss on the suck wall because he did, da, da, da. and then they would like spray their name on the suck wall. I remember that. For those of you who don't know, the the, the introduction to our show is done by Lisa St. Regis, formerly of the, the Morning Zoo crew on 106 KML, and they did the suck wall. So, just for the white people and the black people who don't know, Chicken Head was a song by the prophet named pa- Project Pat, who was an American rapper from Memphis, Tennessee. He is the older brother of Juicy J from Three Six Mafia. My favorite thing about uh, Chicken Head was that it was when you listen to it, you're like, "Oh, he talking shit about women. That's fucked up." But then they got the girl that come in on the second verse that just be hella going head up with him. I'm like, "Go on, head girl." But when he told her her breath was like some thunder, just I think that was the end of that. But that's my favorite song. This was and wasn't this 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 was oh yeah this is no this, scrubs wait right? what day wasn't when did chicken no heads scrubs? come out chicken heads yeah. came out in two thousand and one had it to was be in the nineties two thousand one that was the, the high the height of my college career yes bop, bop, chicken chicken okay so but so but so so this was when did, when did no, no scrubs, scrubs then because then no scrubs come out in two thousand don't tell me no that came out in two thousand one. It had to have been 2000. Oh, no, that ain't what I want. Not the YouTube. I'm going to see. TLC, no scrubs. Did he say no scrubs? I'm about to say, did Caleb just say no scrubs? No, Caleb said something about one, two. Oh, yeah, it did come out in 99. Well, the album was released in 99 on the fan mail album. Yep. So it was it was post no scrubs. So it was like the hood, no, it was like the hood, no scrubs. scrubs. Mm -hmm. It was like a response. Because remember, no scrubs was a jam, and all the girls was like, yeah, I don't want no scrub, bitch. And then all of a sudden, it's like, oh. But then she come in and say, nah, you still a scrub. Like, your shoes is fucked up. You got this fucked up Cadillac. Uh, Yeah. She was like, nah, nigga, you still a scrub. (laughs) Um, that was my, my other favorite song, of course, is Drip. Everybody loves Drip. That's my other favorite song on the album. 
I like drip, but you know, so if I had to like rank them, Big and Head is number one, just just because it's just mm-hmm. because of that Project Pat sample, and it's like um, she started off with this yes, yes. nasty hoes, like <laughs> right, yes. Can I also? <laughs> It remind me. It remind me so much of Lil Kim, Big yes. Mama thing, the way that started and then get you going. Like that's yes, why I wish that these yes. fools would stop beefing because they um, all did the same. Even with like Levita, um, they all like I don't want to say normalized, but that that was a representation of who we are. Just growing up in the hood, just being regular, being whatever. I don't know. I wish right. they would just stop it. Cause we love that little Kim album. Oh, that was our shit freshman year of college. You couldn't tell us nothing. Yeah, you oh, couldn't oh, tell oh, us nothing. Door? My 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 mother would not let me listen to that album, but my older sister, I mean my older um cousin, got to listen to Look, it. Look, what she said, I her. don't want <laughs> dick tonight. Um, uh, yeah, that that was it. Even before I came out, that was damn. Yeah, so <laughs> all right, but no, big. Okay, so so Bickin Head, and then for me, Ring, and only only because Ring gives me Brandy vibes, and I wish she would have featured Brandy on instead of Kalani, but Kalani does her thing. A lot of people said um, that, too. And then probably Moneybag. But no, 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 no. Big and Head, Ring, I do, and then Moneybag, and then I want to be very probably. honest. I've listened to the whole album, but usually and I just keep girl. listening to Drip and Big and Head over and over again. I've listened to the whole thing. But I really, and it's also interesting to me yeah. that it basically is chicken head, but considering her alleged ties to bloods, it's bicken head. So, yeah. All mm-hmm. right. So you have Cardi B um, and you have Tiffany Haddish, you know, and Cardi B, like we were talking about the, the hood love between Sed and LaVita. I don't know a lot about Offset. I'm, you know, I'm one of them, I'm a casual Migos fan, Um. But what I know, it, what from what you know, or what you two know about Cardi and Offset, would you equate the love that is represented for them in the media to Said and Levita or not? No. Okay. No. Well, then that, that's... No. Offset ass wouldn't be Offset. <laughs> That's like let's let that's like if Cardi B was dating Michael B. Jordan. <laughs> like, <laughs> I was waiting. I you for, did you see it's a silence to let Courtney hate on Michael B. Jordan? <laughs> yeah, I was like <laughs> waiting. Okay, so you have Cardi, and you know she, of course. I think that the album went gold like over the weekend. Which I guess is attributed to the way that it, because mm-hmm. a lot of the sales these days is, is through iTunes and stuff, so it went go already over the weekend. But which did, of course, ramp up the already criticisms about who she is and how she navigates um, as an unapologetic around the way hood girl. I'm um, same with Tiffany Haddish. Um, Tiffany, does she have anything going on right now? Since the I feel like I'm missing something besides that she has the new show. Mm-hmm. I think she got like a show and a movie coming out soon. Some movie with what's his face? Uh-huh. The short. Didn't it already Morgan. premiere? Yeah, and then she has a movie with okay. Kevin Hart. So, in the context of um, Levita walking, so that Cardi and Tiffany can run, what are the levels of accuracy now? Knowing that we kind of had this representation with the ugly woman characterization years before. Um, Levita, but Levita did actually, get, I guess, bring it into the hood context, especially being something that she actually got commended for her portrayal. But when he says she she walked so they could run, what did that really mean to you? 
I think I think if you think about it, it's re- it really just parallels where black people are as a whole. I think we have been and are still entering and transitioning into this period with more and more of us are becoming more unapologetic about just being black, period, mm-hmm. and everybody else's blackness. Um, and it's probably just, I mean, it's taken us a long goddamn time because, like, you know, La Vida was when mm-hmm. that was right. in the 90s, right? But, you know, that has less to do with us as a people and more to do with the things that we have been fighting against, which is whiteness. And then Courtney was talking about before the white gaze and shit and uh, most of us being worried about it. But I think, I think, I think as we, you know, as the years go on, you have more in- individuals in the group and so consequently the group is becoming more and more unapologetic and not giving a fuck about white people and so we've gotten to a point where more of us can accept women like cardi b and tiffany haddish who have been in our community like this they, they, they some new folks like they've been in our community we all got them as cousins and aunties and sisters they've been there forever um but i think we've gotten to the point where we are learning to embrace them and not care about what other people are saying about them. I just hope I just don't want it want to turn I don't want it to turn into mm-hmm. white people commodifying yeah. that image. Like like oh this is because they, they already done it with oh, well, Black yeah. Lives Matter and our our protests and shit like that. So I really don't want them to say, oh, so this is the thing, black ghetto girls. Let's throw all the black ghetto girls on TV now and just. Well, I mean, that's know, how I feel about. That's how I feel game. about I these white tattoo face opioid rappers. Like, really, to me, they are they are the they are the runoff <laughs> of like. It's so funny to talk about Project Pat. To me, they are the well they etymology wise and that's musically wise. They are the runoff of of um, Lil Wayne, right? But even further back than that, they are the runoff of the Three Six Mafia generation from when we were sipping, like like uh, Courtney said a couple of episodes back, we were sipping on some scissor up, and now they smoke whatever shit they smoking when they get these tattoos on their face. And, smoking and to, yeah, and looking like that, and, and, and like but that. that's what they do. Like they see us doing it, and they start commodifying it. But they, of course, now since opioid addiction is a problem in America, and they're going to try and solve it. It's definitely characterized a whole lot different, but we already have white girls trying to characterize themselves like Levitas. That to me, that's when when they promote women like the the fucking Cash Me Outside girl, or to me, anytime I see a, a white, I, I mean, a couple yeah. of times I've seen white girl fights on the internet. I'm like, they just trying to, they just doing this shit because they seem black. It's like the the craziest stuff that black people do. They pick up on now. Now y'all gotta have fight fight videos. Yeah, and they they do. <laughs> They do like to appropriate it, but the the ultimate to me, like them appropriate it, like they've been doing that. But the ultimate, like disrespect, is when they use black folks mm-hmm. for their own gain. So I don't want it to turn into, oh, now we see that Tiffany Haddish and Cardi B are popular. I don't want it to turn into they find some other black women to just exploit for their own gain because they think it's mm-hmm. popular, like to do that shit. Like I I hate that. And and for real, not even just white people doing it, but black folks who don't give a fuck right. about other black folks doing that shit. Yeah, you, because I can totally <laughs> see people coming out with new but comedy I, I, movies and trying to get that Tiffany Haddish character and that's how you get like uh-huh. the booty calls of the world. Mm, well, that's yep, exactly you, how you, you get are so them. right. Child. Um so any 
Does anybody a legit fan of booty you call? Know, I think I have a cousin who's like I don't a know legit how I call fan myself a fan. Like I watch it, I know it, but I'll, I I can. I mean, I can, I can parse I out it. the like, coonery. You know. There was some real shit that happened in, in Booty Call as far as conversations about safe sex and blah, 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 blah. The way that they treated yeah. their sexualities. But I can also, to have them conversations, you got to take out the fucking coonery out of it. You got to take out the way that they, they treated the uh, yeah. the um, the Indian men that ran the, um, you know, the corner store you know, dancing and all that kind of stuff. You uh-huh. got to take out the way that who the fuck dressed Jamie uh, Foxx like that? What the fuck did he have on? Like all of that <laughs> shit. Yeah. That's why I never really got over Jamie Foxx's relative. Yeah. You just, you just see buns and you just <laughs> like, like, you know, he got older and he got better looking and it was just like, mm, I still remember you with them exactly. things in your head. Like I've never, <laughs> On booty call, so, uh, and there's a couple of movies like that in the 90s but it's so funny whenever i watch um how stella got a groove back and you know that scene where they go to the movies and they go to like see the kind of clownish movie and you can't really see the promo poster very good but it looks like booty call in the background because rem- remember she was supposed to be mm. like her her sister-in-law or her sister was all respectable and she was with the young boy and they went to see the quote-unquote coonery movie and that's what they saw so uh, okay. So any any other thoughts in regards to connecting this idea of of Tiffany Haddish and Cardi B to Levita Alize and and how they how that that evolution has progressed to where we are now? What about you, Courtney? Um, I think so. When people like. It's interesting because I feel like like we had that discussion, Carolyn, about how Cardi kind of gets like the freedom to be ratchet, but Uh Tiffany doesn't. But I feel like they both get like the same equal treatment as far as like all of y'all do too much. I think that it's very interesting, a conversation that another friend I've had offline, which is kind of related to that conversation you and I had, Courtney, only because of who posted it. Um, I have seen a lot of black gay men hate on Tiffany Haddish. A lot of them. So this this is this is my thing with Tiffany. I feel like <laughs> Tiffany is funny, but she kind of gets into this mold where it seems like she's mm-hmm. trying too hard to be funny. And it comes off the like the old the warrior. <laughs> like <laughs> <laughs> but y'all not even like y'all can't see him right now he's in his spider-man costume and he's like <laughs> action figures and he's like fighting all of them and they're all fighting each other and he, I'm he seems sure. to always put on that spider-man outfit when we are recording he always asked to put it on and he was sad because he didn't get to go with my parents when they dropped us back off. So he was really disappointed. So to cheer him up, I let him put on the costume. And then if he behaves, he can put on the costume. And I'm like, you know, that's okay. fine. I paid like $15 for this. You <laughs> can wear it apart. until it like goes above your kneecaps. That's fine. Right. <laughs> until it literally falls apart. And so he just like sometimes gets like into real superhero mode and just is like, wow. <laughs> Like, it's like oh my goodness he, he gets into he gets but into back to tiffany trying too hard to See, be funny go ahead and finish that thought 
I just, it's like, I feel like she's just trying too hard to be funny. And it's not like, it's not her personality. It's kind of, it's, it just seems like, it's like, look at me, like, laugh, 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 laugh. And it's like, you're funny just like being, like, when she just like tells her stories and stuff. And it's like, she's her stories. She, yeah. she's just being her and telling her stories. And she's still like, you know, using all the, you know, vernacular and, you know, she's, you know, telling it how it is. She's still being her. I just feel like she's not trying too hard. And that's what I don't, it kind of rubs the wrong way for me. It's like, I feel like she gets into this mode where she's really trying to put her, like, be on. And it's like, you don't have to be on because you're just funny naturally. And I totally, have to do that. I, so yeah. it's not like I want her to, I don't want her to act different like then how she acts i just feel like mm -hmm. like i feel like kevin hart does that like he just be trying and i hell i like, get that i think down? that like, the, and with the conversation i was having with another friend uh, some of these responses that have been have men have been having to tiffany have really been about hate of black women and it's hard to really art fully right, articulate that especially when you especially when it's black gay men <laughs> Um, but it's really, really about hate. Yeah. And it's it's so funny because when you talk about she's just so they give him the same thing, she's just so unrefined. She's just so um, you know, she's just not dignified. To motherfuckers who are living in South Central being undignified every fucking day on the interwebs. Like you you are literally mad because this black right. woman has this opportunity to go to these these um amazing events that you will never go to. And you are angry about that. And I think that that's what bothers me because I think I feel like when it comes to Cardi, they don't come after Cardi number one because a lot of them fools don't listen to hip hop. They might, you know, talk about what's going on with her in the news, but they don't listen to her music. Number one. Number two, they would never fuck with a bitch like Cardi because she is like a, a hood, like I'm a fuck you up. Bitch. Like Tiffany, not that kind of hood chick. But Cardi looked like. And number, number three. three. Yeah. Can we just say Cardi B is light-skinned, so that's another reason she doesn't get yeah. too much Well, with these particular boys, because they just, they don't, they don't tend to fuck with, with bitches who they think that would beat them up if they saw them in the street. Like, Cardi look like if you fuck with her, she will walk off the Grammy red carpet, <laughs> beat your ass, and then go up on stage and then... But I don't see how Tiffany Haddish doesn't seem... But see, Tiffany look like she she'll do. slap the shit she out of you. She is the one that she's going to beat somebody up over Beyonce. And it's so, but you know what? I'm going to tell you what that go back to. I, right, like, I, see, I feel like they both. Like, if it's like, pick Listen. who you going to fight, I'd be like, I'm not neither. Right. What? And also, also, Tiffany Haddish is the type of woman to put shit in her ex sneakers. Like, I don't know why anyone would think, ever think that well, she's so not funny because I tell people like, that because she, she I tell people that all the time about me and my sister. People think that my sister is so mean and my sister gonna fight you because my sister is the loud, crazy one, right? And I'm the calm, you know, talks about gentrification. Yeah, mm -hmm, but it's and some I, calm I, bitches I, you gotta watch out for, and I think that as one of them calm bitches, like be scared. Like I'm the one. What you about to say? I'm the one you need to be worried Listen. about. Yeah, like that. Listen, like I had a student one day who just walked in the classroom real regular, and then I turned around, she was beating another student. Right. Like, I was, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, God damn! I, and she caught me off guard. She was just like, Oh yeah, I'm fine, Miss Willis. Mm -hmm. 30 seconds later she was had the girl on the floor because so, yeah, you, you it's push people to their limits like my, my student who I love so much she didn't got 15 acceptances to colleges and everything 
Um, she will beat your ass in a minute. I had a conversation. I said, we need to understand. You're doing all this fight. She said, ma'am. Not she, Miss White Singer. It's like, sometimes I just see red. And I know because I done dated women like that. You just see red and that's it. Like, if you see them just lose control, just move out the fucking way. Because <laughs> she going to beat your ass. I'm not going to lie, that's me in my road rage sometimes, which I've gotten better at so better. much. But sometimes niggas just be doing shit on, and it's mainly white men. White men be doing shit on the road and I just lose it. Like, I just like, oh, oh. my goodness. But, uh, y'all pray for me. Oh, I've been well, let's get up off of uh, Cardi and Tiffany and LaVita. <laughs> let's talk a little bit about the Janelle Monet pink video. Um, one day this week, I can't, I can't even find where, I can't remember what day it was. Um, but Janelle Monet looks like, I guess it was about five days ago, six days ago, dropped the video pink, um, which was an ode to her vagina, her vajayjay. And it features these amazing. P- I don't, I don't know how people didn't notice them pants were vaginas, like. It was the. I, I can tell you how they didn't notice. I can tell you exactly how because I didn't notice. I you guys probably saw when I posted the still. People still don't know what a vagina well, is. Some, so come on. I was about to say something about people's pink vaginas, but I'm not gonna say it because that'd be rude. Um. Oh. <laughs> uh, people have pink vaginas. Huh? Why don't people know that? What'd you say? That do people think black people don't have pink vaginas? Um. <laughs> Well, you know, the pink is debatable Listen. to me because to me it's not pink. It's like something else. It's as it's yeah, it's like something. You know, white to me, white people have pink, but I think ours is something. Why are we trying to figure out the exact color of vaginas? This is the CW show, and I mean, if anybody needs to know about the color of vaginas, it's me. Um. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say pink. Mauve I would, or something. I would like say like dark a, a dark salmon. And I didn't even. T- <coughs> mauve is like the outside a little bit. That's like the wavy. Oh, okay. I would say. If Should we, we do a, a, a Facebook live where we examine vaginas? No, we shouldn't. I'm trying. Not trying to get kicked on Facebook. <laughs> like a like a mauve like a mauve. Yes. <laughs> exactly. Hey, remember in Steel Magnolias when she talked about the different colors of the of pink that was in her wedding? Did y'all see? It was out too white for y'all. Y'all didn't see Steel Magnolias, okay. Oh, I've seen Steel Magnolias. I just, I just don't remember the exact scene um, with the exact colors. Anyway, <laughs> and I can tell about. you how they didn't notice because <laughs> I posted a still of, of her in the pink pussy pants with Tessa Thompson between her legs. So, yes, people, her girlfriend, Tessa Thompson, is featured prominently in the video. So prominently, in fact. Uh, is that is that is yes. that ship confirmed? Yeah, no, yes, it's confirmed. You keep saying yes, that, and I just be, is it for real? Yes. Yes, it's been by, by Janelle. I want to see. Well, I mean, think about it. In the video, hello. If it wasn't confirmed in the video, she puts Tess's head between the pink pussy pants and strokes her like a clitoris. That's confirmed. <laughs> well, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how. Yeah, I, don't know what else she I mean, it's really stroked. <laughs> it was only for a second, but I mean, I just seen that stroke. I, I love them together. Stuff, yeah. I think that's the key. But yes, people should. So, I mean, we basically deconstructed the, the video right here. It's a p- video celebrating vaginas, and Tessa Thompson <laughs> is in it, and she's stroking her head like a clitoris. Honestly, the first time I quote unquote saw it, I didn't watch it all the way through. I saw it in pieces. So, when I first saw that picture of Tessa Thompson's head between her legs, I thought it was Photoshopped. I'm like, this didn't happen. This ain't no real video. And everybody's like, no, that's 
that's from the video. Go watch it again. It's it's a dope video, don't you think so? <laughs> Yeah, I saw somebody revoke. Somebody revoke my wait. I missed that. They can't have my lesbian card. It's okay. I didn't. I didn't see that. Yeah, you ain't see that comment. <laughs> I didn't see that comment. Revoke. <laughs> they can't. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but you know, everybody <laughs> all this summer during Pride, they gonna be playing that damn song everywhere. Everybody gonna be stroking. I, I like pussy pants better than pussy hats, though. It's a hot video. You got asses jiggling and, and there's this, the part where like the asses is going up and down, up and down. And like you got Tessa on one side and Janelle on one side. Like they're trying to get to each other. And then there's this random cat. You didn't have to tell us about the cat. You could have left with that vagina. Do you guys have any exterior thoughts about the pink pussy pants and the pink video? I haven't seen the video yet. I've just seen the stills that you posted. Oh, and some other still that um another friend posted on. The song Facebook. is cool. I think it's gonna be an anthem just because of the video, really. The song is alright. Um honestly, I think that the summon anthem is gonna be the fuck nigga song that I played at the beginning of the show. That's gonna be the summon anthem for a whole bunch of people. Um but it's cool. I'm ready for the, <laughs> the the album itself to come out. I think it's gonna be a great album. Um yeah. Starbucks. We're we at the C dub show are mm. boycotting Starbucks. Um, before, because of the two men that were, there was a video that was posted by a white woman in Philadelphia of these two black men who apparently had been sitting in the Starbucks. They were sitting in the Starbucks and were waiting for a friend. I've sat in Starbucks as many of times and waited on friends or just sit there to get Wi-Fi or to charge my phone. But apparently someone decided that they were going to call the police on these young African-American men. The video picks up with 10 whole police officers there to, to arrest these two men who are not even resisting. They ain't, They are not even asking why they got arrested. It's the white people around them that are asking why they're being, why is he being arrested, officer? He didn't do anything. He was sitting here. So wait, I'm confused. So like, okay, so it, if you're not resisting arrest, it basically takes one person to arrest another. What were the other eight people? There was one, called? there was one what that was holding his shoulder. While the other one cuffed him, and then there was one that was cuffing the other one, and then the other man that was just standing there on on the left side of the screen, and another one who was standing mm-hmm, there on the yeah. right side of the screen. Like it's so it's so funny because they were there to yeah. make sure there was not an incident, and the black man were like, "This happens every day. Just let's go." Yeah, just going and cuff us, dog. But listen, they had every different yeah. type of police officer there. So there, there's like you can and 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 first of all, can I just preface this by saying the fact that I know types of fucking police officers is is a mess. But um, the ones with the yellow tops on their jackets, those are the bike police officers. Mm-hmm. Then yeah. there's yes. Um, so they had a bike police officer there. There's the one that's regular uniform cops. Then there's one that's plain clothes. Everybody was there. Cops. They had every fucking type of police officer there. I was like, what y'all need all these people for these two men? <laughs> uh, but I, I I didn't ask that question because I knew why. I didn't even Now, white Twitter is out there wanting to wait for the whole story. And Starbucks is investigating. They're doing an internal investigation. Um, Their president has said that Starbucks does not condone the behavior of this Philadelphia um, barista. And that they did not intend to have the men arrested. Which to me says that they are okay with them calling the police for these men who was just sitting there. They didn't intend. It's like that episode of Dear White People when he was like, 
I just wanted the craziness to stop. I didn't think they were going to arrest anybody. Bruh, when you call the police on some, on some black folks, somebody getting arrested. Point blank in the period. But also, they waiting for the whole story, but like white folks, you know they was ready to pounce on something. So now the whole story is, is that, oh, they should have been arrested because the police asked them to leave. And so the, the lady who... um who recorded it say yes they asked him to leave but they had the nerve to ask <laughs> right. like exactly i would have done the same <laughs> i would have done the same thing like okay you want us to leave but why what did we do and 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 the thing is is that okay yes an owner can call and say okay this person i don't want them on my property anymore but if you don't give like a just reason and the person is not like Yes, you can say loitering, and then that's that could be a reason why they were arrested. But if you don't give a just reason, then black. we know that the reason is because Starbucks black, because built their culture the on loitering. Said it was other. There was literally right. There was literally a woman who came in there just before those men asked to use the bathroom, didn't buy anything. They let her use the bathroom. The men did exactly the same thing. They asked to use the bathroom. She said no, and then they decided to sit down and wait for their friend. And she called the police on them. So you can say it was loitering, you can say it was trespassing, and under this racist ass law system, legal system that we have, you would be correct. But we all know it's because it was black. So hashtag boycott Starbucks. And two men could have got killed if they didn't say nothing, if they even said more than what Find they did. Find your local but... barista and, and patronize them. Some people are saying boycott them by not buying their coffee, but use their bathroom every time you see them. I agree with that. Just use the bathroom <laughs> as much as you can. Get as much Wi-Fi and record it. Starbucks was too expensive for my goddamn Starbucks taste Starbucks is anyway, one of them places so that I was never buying. Once you drink anything else, you coffee. can't fuck with Starbucks no more. I don't drink coffee, so, I mean, that was never really, I'm, and I'm not saying, yeah, I, that was never really a thing for me, but also, even if I did, like, it's too goddamn expensive. Find your local black coffee shop, patronize them. That's where you should go. To me, I would rather, so funny, I'll be honest, I had just had Starbucks when I was in Sacramento for the conference. I could have just got me a train coffee, just a regular old plain black train coffee and kept it pushing. And that's what we should all do. So I'm I'm opening up this yeah. moment because... Last night, I went to prom. I went to see my children all dressed up. Well, most of them all dressed up for prom. And I got to Aww. wear my sprays of box tie and socks and and my uh, polo cologne and smell good. I was on twerk. I was on I'm twerk patrol. Bad. My job was to stop them from twerking. Let me tell you what these fools did. My students, my particular favorite students, one of the students who I took a picture with. So, first of all, the DJ was terrible. We was like, next year, because I'm in charge of leadership next year, uh-uh, no ma'am. And that wasn't the DJ was supposed to have anyway. But the fact that I was able to yell over the DJ when she st- my students started twerking, I was like, no twerking, don't twerk. This fool stops, <laughs> looks, she's like Caleb, she stops, she looks at me, and then she runs into the middle of the circle. So they, like, kids these days, they don't dance individually wow. no more. Half of these kids didn't even come with dates, that which was different for me. They just dance in the mosh pit type thing now. So she just went in the mosh pit and started twerking, apparently. I don't know. But I brought up prom, aside to say that I was looking good, and go look at my personal Instagram page to see how cute I was. 
because that meant that I did not get to live stream Beyonce's performance last night at Coachella. And since I am under Beehive, not even probation, because I ain't put in no application yet, I'm under consideration <laughs> of something. I will let Brittany tell us about all the. I've heard about the performance and that it was a that it was a a um what was it about HBCUs and all those honoring HBCU culture and all that. Just know that it was the greatest black ass performance ever. Like it was. I have heard was, she started singing with, with singing lift every voice and sing, which now white <laughs> people are gonna be trying to sing lift every voice and sing. They're all out of fucking nowhere, and it was just glorious. I was like, "God damn it, B, I, you can do no wrong." Um, no, you know what? I actually I didn't live stream it either because I was binging this show called Troy: Fall oh. of the City, and I was tired, and I I was so so tired that I forgot Beyonce was coming on at two thirty in the goddamn morning on the East Coast. I took my ass to bed, but I woke up this morning to a flurry of tweets and posts on Facebook and clips. And it was, I was just getting my whole life. I spent two to three hours this morning watching clips of <laughs> Beachella. And it was the best thing ever. But then I did get to date. Coachella is still having a live stream on YouTube. And they like um, did it all over again. They showed Beyonce's performance. So I did this afternoon. I did get to watch the whole thing in high definition on TV. And y'all... It's April, but that was that was the best performance of the year, and I will stand by that all the way until December thirty first of twenty eighteen. It was literally. So, can you give us a little bit of a breakdown of the of, of the HBCU year. performance? I heard so I heard two different things. I heard that the band somebody said the band was FAMU's band, this, but then somebody else said that they were alumni. Were they alumni of FAMU? No one. Oh, okay. People are making shit up because. Like, they, they, she had, like, the whole yellow and blue, yellow and black motif. But I think that has more to do with, you know, beehive bees than an mm-hmm. actual school colors. But uh, I haven't found out if it's, like, an actual band yet or if it's, like, you know, some folks that she kind of... I don't know if it was, like, from a particular school or just, like, people she auditioned and was like, yeah, we about to form this college type yeah, I like, heard that they were the alumni from different agencies um, but, but I'm not sure I haven't confirmed that I'm not I don't know but okay so it was basically first of all it was black as hell mm-hmm. let's just get the over with that like it was black as hell y'all know Coachella has turned into this white not even turned into but it's kind of been this right, whole white always. thing right mm-hmm. it's been kind of like for white people and it's also expensive as hell. So, you know, anything that's too expensive, black folks ain't going to be there because, you know, black folks as a whole don't have all that much money. So, and I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I'm just saying, you know, y'all white folks are stealing shit. But anyway. um, <laughs> uh, But yeah, so it was just like the blackest performance in the whitest arena. <laughs> and it was just great. Like, it was the blackest thing in the whitest arena, and then all the black people got to watch it for free, and it was just like, yes, Beyonce. Like, she liked All the people who can't basically. afford to go to the show, so you don't just go thing- watch the Coachella now. Let's watch that. Right. The whole the whole motif really was like, it, it was this HBCU, um, like, frat sorority type vibe, like, Greek letter type thing, and, um... It, like that was her whole theme, and so she came out when she came out. 
she was like kind of dressed as Nefertiti and had on a goddamn cape, like with everything in the on on the cape, and it was wonderful. I lived, <laughs> and then she came out with the drum line and was kind of walking like how the drum. If you if if any of you have ever seen a black college mm-hmm. band, you know what I'm talking about. How the drum majors be walking out and they have so much like they be high stepping and everything. So the way she walked. Her entrance was like like a drum major. That was awesome. And she had the cane and everything. And so the whole two damn hours, she had a a, a band, basically. A live band with a drum line and everything. It had steppers. They're not called not, not the step team. And um and also had like this, you know, these men, her some of her uh, male dancers were like dressed in these like uh jumpsuits, like they were like um crossing crossing on in a frat or something like that and so it was basically like this whole hbcu motif basically and i mean from start to finish it was just wonderful and she just she just gave us every facet of you know she gave us the old beyonce oh yeah the destiny child was there right and then she did some old folk right she did she brought out destiny child you know everybody loved when destiny child come out and then um it's like damn we ain't seen y'all bitches in the in the grip but we missed y'all like <laughs> we seen you for 30 seconds and all of a sudden we miss you so um um she brought in us jay-z came out for a good little second i didn't really like his appearance you but mean whatever. his physical appearance or, um, or his performance and because is he i saw no. i saw a clip of him <laughs> no, no, from I mean, this no, that the, david letterman show on netflix and he tried he trying to be all natural and shit. He, he, he looking yeah, real old, he, ain't he? He <laughs> the, is the, old. He, I mean, old. no, he, he, he's He's old, starting to be it, like Casey and JoJo. Like the, 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 I'm not going to yeah, say his the, black he, cracking. <laughs> I, I'm not going to say his black cracking, but it's like, it's, it's, what's the word? The ancestors it's are stealing his youth <laughs> for cheating on Beyonce. <laughs> So, but yeah, I didn't really, his performance was, I mean, because he came up with Deja Vu. Deja Vu is like, I mean, I love the song because, you know, but that's not my favorite Beyonce song. It's definitely not my Jay-Z, favorite Beyonce no. song featuring Jay-Z, so whatever. Um, But um, it was just, Beyonce, what she really does, and this is what makes her a really great performer, is that when she does her sets, they all flow perfectly. And it's always it's always a give and take. And she knows when to ramp it up, and she knows when to slow it down. And when she does slow it down, it's not it does, it's never lagging. It doesn't last too long. And then she brings it right back up. Like she just she and she can she she's really good at reading her audience and knowing. Like I just feel like she plans this shit ahead, but also she might be doing stuff on the fly just based off of what the crowd is giving her. And that like is what makes her a great performer. But she she just brought she did a lot of stuff and then you know and like what made it extra black is of course she had the Malcolm X quotes in there when she did because you know and that's really a part of her formation video when she did um damn it mm-hmm. sorry I think it was when she does when she performed sorry she usually plays those Malcolm X quotes about you know, the most disrespected woman in America is black is the, I mean the most disrespected person in America is a black woman she played that then she had. Nina Simone's um what's the title of the song? I just read it. But it's lyrics. Oh, I forget the title of the song. But it kind of segued into her drunken love performance, which was perfect. Um so that was great. And she had the oh, so this huh? went on for how many? This how what? Yeah, oh, it was two and that's hours. why I haven't watched two it because I need hours. two hours to watch it. <laughs> 
Girl, two goddamn hours. But listen, I mean, for me, it was everything. It was two hours well spent. And really, my whole goddamn morning was gone because, you know, if you watch the, the thing, you got to go see what folks are saying. So that's what all I was doing. Um, but it was it was a really it was a really great performance. I'm I'm wondering now what her concert with Jay Z is going to look like this summer because it's just like I don't know how you're going to top that, honey. <laughs> that's, but it was it was good. And if you do have two hours to spare, I think you should. I think you should. Or at least I decided. Watch I told I told B Willis or 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 watch the watch like watch the that's watch the entrance. Okay, so I'm gonna tell you what the one. Watch the entrance because okay. that was everything. Watch um, the Destiny's Child bit because who doesn't love Destiny's Child? Come on, like if you don't love Destiny's Child, you don't. You don't deserve it. <laughs> Watch Destiny's Child just for that nostalgia. And um, what was the other great part? I think her lift every voice a little bit because she kind of slowed it down. And it kind of made sense with the song that she did next, which I can't even really remember. But that was good. And um, and yeah, and oh, so when she does um, Drunk in Love, when, when she does Surfboard, they do like a swag surf, and then it just turns into like this HBCU. Like, it felt like I was back in school, and it, we was having like, you know, like it was a party on the yard or some shit like that. It just really felt like being back at an HBCU. Yeah, that's what so that was, that was, was saying. Cool. She was like, homecoming season about to be lit at all HBCUs. They projecting that uh, HBCU enrollment will triple now. The only thing that bothered me is I, I wanted to triple with black students, though. Like, uh, that's, all, that's all I want with that. Uh, that's all I ask for, <laughs> you know, the black students. Because I think people still have that. There was a lot of people... Like, even, like, when I was going to college, I was applying places like uh, Syracuse and some other places outside of, the, of school or outside of the state. I mean, I could have easily, my family is a Gramlin family. I could have easily went home to Gramlin. But that was, even at, in the different world era, that's, it still wasn't being promoted with the same kind of fervor that it is now. You know, we take our students on HBCU tour every year. No. Um, we're about to take them again this year. So I just, I want b more black students, especially in an era now where they're not getting no education or context or critical thought around, you know, out of that black lens. Like it's, and it's hard to get them to think out of that yeah. black lens because they spend so much time having to put their blackness to the side. So I hope it does. Yeah. I, I I agree with you. And I don't even think nowadays it's being promoted, but back when, back in the day, and I love, like, my friends would be talking about this, like, oh, I went to an HBCU because of a different world. That was not my experience. And I went to an HBCU. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, it was like, <laughs> no, I'm I'm very serious. So, like, I applied to three schools only. Two of them, one was an Ivy League, University of Pennsylvania. Another one was, was uh, uh, Penn State. Um, and then the other one was Xavier, the, the HBCU I ended up going to. And I, that shit was on accident. And it was only because their whole tagline was, we are number one in putting black students in the medical school. And that's back when I wanted to go to medical school. So that's the, that's literally the only reason why I went there. And of course, when I went there, that's when Katrina happened. I had to take my ass back home and I know I was going to be there again, but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, that was my accident. And because of the hurricane, right? You had to come go home. Yeah, because that because I was the I was the freshman class in two thousand five. So we went. We spent two yeah, years down there. Yeah, a bunch of my friends went to Dillard. <laughs> yeah, and it was like, oh, there's a can. And then of course, like 
you know, you're a little bit more experienced with stop throwing this up in the air. You're a little bit more experienced with uh, extreme weather patterns. Can you imagine going from California, living here your whole life and you get and down to New Orleans and you've been there for two weeks and there's a hurricane and yeah, the whole even, floods? Even, even on the East Coast, though, because I didn't know what a hurricane was. I, and and I was down there. My grandma, I remember my grandmother through a blizzard. But I don't. But that's not the same as a hurricane, boo. I know what rain is. I don't know what a hurricane is. Okay, hurricane. <laughs> okay, so like, it, cause so listen, the conversation with my grandmother was she was like, oh, I heard a big storm is coming your way, and I was like, Granny, ain't nothing about to happen. I don't even know what a hurricane is. I'm doing my laundry and shit. Like, let me get ready for my first week of classes. We had my first week of classes, and then all of a sudden, like, people is having big meetings. It's talking about categories, category three. It went from a category three to a five in an hour. Girl, what we going to do? Evacuation. I'm like, this is scaring me. I was told my mother, like, I want to come home. I don't know what they're talking about. I don't get this jargon. Um, And when I came home, that's when all But I you went back, but right? Didn't you go back? To get back to the main okay. I, Yeah, I went back in January. I went back, but like, no, my, but like, yeah, my so HBCUs weren't on promoted like that. I didn't even go to mine on purpose. Like it was just, it was real random. And even back then, I didn't think I would ever promote HBCUs. But I think HBCUs are wonderful for Black students. And I'm not. That's not even down in folks who don't go to an HBCU. But if you do get a chance and are seriously considering it, I would recommend. And it. And I think it's I important. One thing, the reason we've been promoting it so much with our students is because here in California. Students are told they need to go to either CSU, UC, or contra- or you know, when I'm just contracting any community college school. But there are so many. Our students have each gotten into and, and have each gotten into at least ten schools, right? And the the fucked up part is that their acceptance into these schools has not been widely promoted because people don't know what the hell a HBCU is and they don't really care. So it's really been the African American faculty, which is me and like one other person who is HBCU graduate to like really promote that these students have gotten in because we don't, we don't tell our students that they have these options. You don't, I mean, not, not this, no shade to community college at all, but I mean, you could go out and get a whole nother community experience in a whole different community with people you don't know and get a different type of educational experience. And we really need to do a better job in supporting that. I hope that, you know, this results in HBCUs getting money that they need you know, that's always been the fight with HBCUs is getting funding, yeah. except for when the money got stolen. We're not talking about that, though. Oh, can can I note, um, is this the program, is this the, I don't know if this has even been discussed, but um, California community colleges have certain connections with HBCUs around the country um, where they are guuaranteed admission at a certain GPA and after an even other gpa they are guaranteed um some, I did some not scholarship know. assistance so if you're listening and you're in a california community college and you are a black person and you'd like to maybe transfer and go out of, i definitely know for sure howard is one of them um i want to say north carolina a&t but there it's it's a it's a few of them it's about seven or eight schools that they have they work with the california community college system so if you're listening and you're interested in that please do research it there are opportunities for you i know many people go to community colleges out here just to defer the cost but if you um you know got the grades they are willing to help you 
with um, some scholarship opportunities. So yeah. check all of that out. <clears throat> and can I can I just say something about promoting HBCUs because it's not just I think people think that black folks who go to HBCUs say oh go to HBCU because it's a whole bunch of black folks there you just get to be your black self like yes I that mean, is yeah. <laughs> yeah that is the you know the main reason but also there is something and this is why this I say this about K through twelve schools too there is something very special and magical about learning amongst other black people. And it's, it's, you, it's, you just, you, and people think that you're closed off from the world, but you are really not. You learn so much about the world, learn amongst your peers, your black peers, than you would learn amongst white folks. I promise you. And this is, and I say this about K through 12 schools too. That's why I like when people talk about, you know, uh, desegregation and all this other shit. I'm like, if it was a chance for black folks to just be learning with other black folks and us having the same, you know, comparable resources, I would prefer that because when you learn amongst your peers, it's a little bit, you can be a little bit more freer in processing your thoughts. And when you around white folks, it's like being around them in other institutions, whether that's at work or other things, you don't get a chance. You have to do this mm-hmm. double mind thinking where you're not just thinking for yourself, but thinking for them and trying to see how they're going to respond because you obviously you want to keep your black body safe. That's the type of shit that we got to think about in the regular world. So in the HBCU, at least you get to learn about the regular world and how to live in the regular world, but not you have, you but get be to safe. The double consciousness. You That's don't have to worry about I that double consciousness no more. Right. You don't have to do all of that shit all the time. Like we have to do that. We have to do that when we leave the HBCU. We have to do that when we leave the campus, at least when we're in the classroom or in the dorms. Like we don't have to do that. It's it's like one more safe space (laughs) for us. And, you know, while we're growing up, that's another reason why I promote HBCUs. But if you didn't go to one, that is not a bad thing. I'm just saying that's why I support it. Well, I'm going to, even though I'm on preliminary Um, status. Go ahead. Because is, is uh-uh. <laughs> um, y'all know I, I do my distance learning education. The illustrious Hampton University. So. Oh, yeah, that's right. I was about to say, girl, you better not have said no dealer because you know me is going to have a problem. Oh. I'm at the real age. Um, please, I would like to say before you go on that uh, C-Dub does not support either member of the HU um, <laughs> debate, but I would like to say that I am surrounded by more <laughs> Howard University alumni, and that's all I'm going to say. Go on. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I... You go to, you go to the HBCU that time where they steal Right, right. I, I don't go to that one. So we're actually the real HU because anytime you run in scams, you 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 get demoted. So finish your story. Oh, oh, that was it. You know, like I go to the real HU, but my <laughs> she just wanted to throw shade. I will say this: the support, like one of my professors, especially over my summer classes, she was like, "Look." I just need y'all to turn everything in before the week so I can just grade it. And it's like, you know, <laughs> because you're dealing with like professionals with children. A lot of people yeah. are in the military that are doing learning, uh, uh, distance learning. So she's like, look, I ain't trying to fail nobody, but I need that's you. That's me in my class with my lit work. class. So that's it. Like, yeah. look, I ain't got no right. time. 
So like me, I'm turning in three papers every two weeks because I've missed assignments. But <laughs> it's like they work with you because it's like I want you to succeed. I know it's you're not a traditional student. So and mm-hmm. and you're like they call and check on you. It's like, hey, or not even like a hey, where's your assignments? Just like, hey, how are you enjoying the class? Do you have any questions? And I'm like, dang, like they really like give a damn. Like, you know, tell me about your life. You know, tell me, you know, like. If you have any, you know, learning challenges, if have you been to school before? Like they and, you know, when you're doing distance learning, it can be very just cut and dry and you don't ever talk to your professor unless maybe you need an extension or have a question. But to get like a phone call from my professor in Virginia to want to discuss with me, you know, like any um Type of, type of accommodations I might need to be more successful in her online class is like something I, I really wasn't expecting and I honestly do believe it has to do with the fact that it's at HBCU and the majority of us are black people and black students. Well, all right. Yep. Well, I am on like a preliminary mm-hmm. consideration. I'm not, I don't think I'm beehive ready. I probably will never be approved. So I decided that I'm going to be a yeah, okay. I told her I need to be on the $25 <laughs> level because, yeah. you know, I, as a, as a music historian <laughs> and fan, I got listen. I, I will have criticism sometimes. Uh-huh. I, I cannot be completely positive all the time. But what? <laughs> like I told my other friend, I told him, uh, membership fees vary in oh. quantity. So and what type. does that, what does this mean? <laughs> be willing. <laughs> So, so she she might ask she mother might ask for twenty five dollars one month and then another another month she might ask for your edges like just be ready to give. Her I mean, all I really <laughs> want is a a a, a oh. B University lawn jacket and I'm gonna get me one. I'm going to get one. Mm-mm. You spend four hundred fifty dollars. I'm gonna get one from from stuff for Greeks. I'm gonna send that crest off to the. Uh, Girl, just go get you a Letterman's jacket and and find somebody who can sew. And make and make make a patch. make yourself a patch. Right? Iron that shit on. I think I should do a whole post know. about being a preliminary bottom level Beehive member. And and I think that I'm okay <laughs> with that because you know then people want to get into other conversations about uh, uh, singers of all time and see that's when I would lose my Beehive uh, membership. And so I don't want to be too high on the tier. I don't want to have them conversations because I don't. But that's what I'm saying. Us, us higher tier Beehive fans, because there's levels. There's like the other. Some tiers are just like the the oh, okay. you know the stands. The one that go hard for her oh, okay. with no type of thinking. You know, I'm. Then there's another level where it's just like, okay, we can think about these things and be rational, but also don't oh, okay. talk shit about. Beehive. Well, can I can I say that? I, <laughs> never mind. You. That I ain't feel the same about Destiny. You got to understand, I'm a different kind of like Destiny's Child fan because whereas some of these Beyonce fans, Destiny's Child came out when they was like two or something. Like, like the first Destiny's Child album came out when in my freshman <laughs> year of college. Like, I was going to be grown. Like, I was listening to the original No, No, No and having sex. Actually, wait, was I? I think, yeah. I, oh, you was, you was, you was a fan. Yeah, so, and I remember the heartbreak. I was working... A, I remember the I'm day that I opened up Bob Magazine and I'm just reading. I'm just, you know, this when you still read magazines. I'm just reading, just regular. And I just turned the page and I just look and I was like, that's Beyonce. That's Kelly. Who the fuck is these bitches? I don't know them. And I remember the anger that I felt. 
So, so you, so you open up a magazine. My experience, because I've also been a fan of Destiny Child since Latavia and Latoya. But my experience was, I was watching BET one day, and the Say My Name video came on, and I was like, "Who the hell are these bitches?" <laughs> the whole time, listen, the whole time, the whole time, I, I lied to you not. I thought they were coming. I thought I was missing them. I thought Michelle. You thought was extra. You thought was extra. <laughs> I, I thought Michelle. Yeah, I thought they were extras. I thought they were dancers. And I was like, where are the other two girls? I was like, am I missing them? I can't see them. Until the scene, until the last scene where, you know, they're standing and they yeah. had the orange crop tops on, the orange leather crop tops and the black, and they dancing together. And I'm like, these are just part of the group. Like, see, now, my mama tried to make me feel better because she was like, my mom was like, well, you know, you know how you love Dennis Edwards from The Temptations. I said, that's right. He's the only real, he's the only temptation that counts. So, well, when he came to Temptations, we hated him. We loved David Ruffin. I said, it's not the same thing. It's not the same thing, mama. It's not the same thing. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, no, but, but I do remember like, Feeling like, uh-uh, I can't like the group no more. I can't like Destiny Child because how you just gonna get rid of the two girls that saying bills, bills, bills? Like, come on, that that was like that was an iconic was. era of Destiny Child. But I do remember getting over it. Oh God! <laughs> I got rid of Sarah. I got over it and was like, oh, I'll take these three. I'll I take don't know. Them. I mean, I, I should. I remember listening to Writings on the Wall before it came out because I was working at the the warehouse and they sent us a little promo. And I remember listening. I was like, okay, this is gonna be, this is gonna be good for them. I'm happy for them. I didn't know. I was like, I called that one. I called it. Okay, well. I think that's all that we have for today. This is episode 24. The next episode will be C-Dub 25. It'll be our 25th episode. We should all wear like party hats and stuff while we record or some shit. Will you drink during that episode? Oh no, that's going to be a school night. That's going to be a school night. Y'all know tonight not a school night. Speaking of black ass performances, tomorrow we get off really? for Emancipation Day, apparently. That's the first time. I'm about to put in my week. sub thing yeah, right now. So I, I'm about to put in this like, uh-uh, this is a black holiday and I ain't coming. <laughs> <laughs> and the Mercury Retrograde is over. Thank the Lord, because I was losing Lord. my mind over there. Well, B. Willis, where can the people find you in the interwebs? Courtney know. Courtney know how it is. I know about what the Mercury re- retrograde and how it was fucking us Gemini's up because oh you know Mercury God. is our is our ruling planet. Nother, that's a whole nother episode. How life, my life just was not mm-hmm. making sense for several ha- days, weeks. Yeah. Really, I kept having these urges of telling my crush that I like them, and I was just like, "What the fuck is going on?" Because that is not normal. Is and this, is this a part of the show where we talk about you calling me a hoe because of my crush? Or no, we don't say that live on air. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, no, no it's okay. It's all right. It's okay. It's okay. No, 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 no. No, no, no. Roll credit. Roll credit. Will is working and people find you in the interwebs. Quick, quick, quick. You can find me on uh, at Hey Miss Willis on all of the platforms. And if you're looking on Twitter, my official name now is <laughs> Professor Willis HBCU Class oh, of Lord. 13. All right. Cor- Courtney and Caleb, where can the people find you all in the interwebs? You you can find us on Instagram. Um, under Huh? Instagram at underscore short Courtney underscore. I'm on Twitter. <laughs> What? Okay. 
Big and tough. Where can where can we find Caleb? Get him his own shit. Caleb is on Caleb is on the Caleb collection. I need to update his Instagram more. I forgot about Caleb. I forgot about Caleb's career because I have my own. Well, so. Mama gotta have a Mama gotta have a well, life he too. Just, he, yeah, just said, he just said. He just said. Uh, you can look me up on. I changed my. You need your mask. Oh my god! You can find me on on Facebook. Uh, if you just look up Facebook, it's the the short Courtney on the back, whatever. Okay. You need to be quiet. Lord Jesus. Okay, so you can find me on Facebook at Carolyn R. Weisinger or Soul Aquarian. One. Oh, I think I can't change that. Facebook says I can't change it. Um, you can find me on Instagram at the Nocturnal Project, and you can find me on Twitter as C Dub the Host. You can find the C-Dub show across all social media platforms. That's Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter as the C-Dub show. And feel free to email us at the C-Dub show at gmail.com. Um, remember to subscribe, listen to the show and subscribe on Acast, iTunes, Stitcher, Spreaker, and Google Play. Make sure to rate and subscribe. Please rate and subscribe to the show. So it looks like that is all. Oh, I didn't even give the listeners the big announcement. The big announcement, listeners. The big announcement, I will be honored at this year's San Francisco Pride as their Heritage of Pride Creativity Honoree. That means I get to ride, I know, I get to ride in the parade and I get to go to all the parties. So thank you to those that nominated me and those that voted for the Grand Marshal. Even though I lost, I got this other honoree or honorable appearance and i am excited about it so make sure that you come to san francisco pride on june the 22nd 23rd and 24th and i will be there and maybe courtney and caleb will be there i don't know hopefully they will be there and caleb and i what they're gonna be there yeah. y'all yeah we're gonna get a pop <laughs> and that is the end of our show so we will see you all later bye everybody say bye caleb bye caleb say bye okay he says no (laughs) (laughs) bye Came through trippin', trippin', came through trippin', 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 Shit on these hoes. Yeah. Let up my wrist on these hoes. Wrist. Now I look down on these bitches. Yeah. I feel like I'm on stilts on these hoes. Fuck your baby daddy right now. Right now. And the man got cake by the pound. pound. Go down, eat it up, don't drown. Mm. Making cheese in a bow, how it sounds. Yeah. I got that gushy. Yeah, that's a fact, but I've never been pussy. Yeah. I think that bitch is pajamas with footies. One MVP, and I'm still a rookie like you. I gotta work on my anger. Yeah. Might kill a bitch with my fingers. Yeah. I gotta stay out. The C Dub Show.